Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, what's going on, everybody? I'm live here from Vegas. I will have a full breakdown. I mean, just bullet point fashion of my gambling exploits here in Sin City. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version here. It's not going to take up half the show or anything like that, but uh, I'll let you know a little bit later on in today's show. But uh, first things first, stuff that matters. (laughs) The big man is out again. Noe from Salam. I was thinking before the show, I think I'm going to have to say a bunch of false things about UCF's football team that will appeal to Ephraim Salam, and then he'll come back and do the show with me. Word has it that he's under the weather, might have the flu. But I, I don't know if that's quite what's going on here. I think that maybe this is a protest. Maybe this is the big man sitting out until I give what he believes should be just respect for UCF's, well, hack football schedule. And really, when they play the big boys, hack football results, unless the other big boy team mails it in like Auburn a couple of years ago. UCF stand up. Maybe I should just make stuff up. Like, oh, this team, they, they play some really tough competition. And maybe Ephraim Salam will hear that soundbite out of context, and he'll be ready to go next week. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to do that a little bit later in the show. But I want to start with this. Duke, North Carolina. Just about two minutes to go in this game. North Carolina up by five points. Just had a three-pointer hit by R.J. Barrett. And this is the perfect place to start. Zion Williamson is missing another game tonight. And during the telecast... The ESPN crew was talking about, well, he's practiced the last few game, last few days. His conditioning just isn't quite up to where it needs to be. He hasn't been taking the physical kind of pounding in practice that you would get in a game. So 
they're expecting that he'll be ready for the ACC tournament. Okay. Now, there's a lot of conversation about this deal with Zion Williamson. There are a lot of people saying, oh, it makes a ton of sense for him to shut it down. Just go straight to the NBA. And it blows my mind that when we're watching a game like right now, Duke, North Carolina, R.J. Barrett is playing. Cam Reddish is playing. You look at some of the top prospects around the country. John Morant is still playing. And the truth is this. Those other players stand to lose way more than Zion Williamson stands to lose. If Zion comes back, and heaven forbid, I hope this doesn't happen, but let's just play the what if game. If Zion Williamson comes back and suffers a big time injury, his stock is not going to drop nearly as much as if Cam Reddish suffers a big time injury. RJ Barrett suffers a big time injury. Any of the other top prospects suffers a big time injury. So what's funny to me is the reaction when it comes to Zion is like, makes a ton of sense for him to shut it down. I mean, good Lord. He suffered a grade one knee strain, grade one, the most minor day to day. And it's just freak out. But Oh my gosh, did you see what almost happened to Zion Williamson? Those same people. I don't hear any hot takes about, Hey, Cam Reddish should sit out. There's a big-time risk that R.J. Barrett is taking playing against North Carolina today. He shouldn't be suiting up. I don't hear that at all. The truth is this. I don't want to hear that. I'm not advocating to hear it. I'm just simply making a point. If you're not looking at Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, any of the top 10 prospects other than Zion, if you aren't looking at those guys the way you look at Zion Williamson, it doesn't make sense to get so vocal about Zion shutting it down because those other players stand to lose more than Zion Williamson does. So it's strange. It's like the arguments that a lot of people are making for Zion to shut it it down. If you're going to make that argument, you actually shouldn't be applying it to Zion. You should be applying it to the other nine guys that make up the top 10 prospects because they stand to lose way more than Zion does. It's a strange dynamic, but I expect big man Zion Williamson to be back relatively soon. seems like he wants to play. Everything that we've heard from Coach K and around that program seems to indicate that he's working to get back and suit up for Duke. I would be absolutely shocked if the dude shut it down, didn't play one more game for Duke, but time will tell. I'm Brian No with you here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so Antonio Brown was almost a member of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> like, I was... Part of me, I got to be honest, I was kind of rooting for that because Antonio Brown, it's just been one thing after another was, oh, the, the Steelers, they just don't respect me. They don't know the name of my girlfriend. They don't know the name of my kids. I've only been to Big Ben's house one time. And, oh gosh. It's like, that's one thing after another. All he's doing is viewing the Steelers negatively. And I thought it was a great, great comment from Larry Fitzgerald. This goes back to last weekend. We have to replay it 
based on Antonio Brown nearly becoming a Buffalo Bill. Here's what Larry Fitzgerald had to say about Antonio Brown's situation. And I love AB. He's Mr. Big Chess is a good friend of mine. Um, but I, I don't think he's going about it the right way, personally. Um, you know, to be able to play with an all-time quarterback like he's able to play with, I don't think he understands how good he has it. It could, it could be, it could get tough out there. It could get tough out there. Yeah. 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 You go down from Big Ben to a second-year Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen might be good someday. I don't think next year is the year that he makes this really huge resurgence or anything like that. Let's just say you're downgrading significantly from Big Ben seasoned through for over 5,000 yards last season. What do you think the chances are of Josh Allen, even with Antonio Brown, throwing for over 5,000 yards this year for the Buffalo Bills? Slim to none. And that's where Antonio Brown was headed before he reportedly nixed this trade and said, nope, not going there. (laughs) Oh, man. This is what happens in life. A lot of people can relate to this. Whatever your current situation is, you look at the faults with it. You look at the downside. You look at the negative aspects of what you have going on, whether it's your job, whether it's your relationship, If you have a job and you're like, you have some sort of struggle, maybe it's your coworkers are tough to get along with. Maybe the hours that you work are are tough, whatever. There's some sort of friction. There's some sort of hurdle that you got to jump over. There's a tendency when you're in that moment to fixate on it. And then later on down the road, when you reflect back, it's a completely different point of view. It's never as bad looking back as it seems to be in the moment. Relationships are even more so about that. There are plenty of times if you're in a relationship and it's rocky, it's not going well, you see everything that isn't going well with it. And then later on down the road, if you think about something, you think about it more favorably. You know, you reminisce much more positively. And so if you relate that to Antonio Brown's situation right here, right now with the Steelers, He's looking at every little thing that he doesn't like about the Steelers organization. And to Larry Fitzgerald's point, it can get tough out there. You can downgrade real quickly from Big Ben to a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. So his point was, be careful what you wish for. Because if you think that the grass is automatically greener on the other side, there is a startling reality that might show you real quickly that ain't the case and it was almost realized with Antonio Brown nearly going to the Buffalo Bills now he's still out there might be traded we're waiting to find out this is Antonio Brown on his Instagram page this is an Instagram video from last night here's what AB had to say don't believe what they say about fake news you heard I'm telling you well, stay tuned though A.B. might be somewhere in the less, less than 24 hours. Yes, sir. Got the black and gray on already. Hello. Hey, I'm announcing my new team in like a little bit, all right? <laughs> okay, there's lots to unpack here. First off, who's his friend talking about the Raiders as the black and gray? What is that? He needs better friends. It's the silver and black 
You kidding me? Papa Bear, you're a lifelong Raiders fan. What do you think of somebody referring to the Raiders as the black and gray? What is that? Uh, you know, he, I don't like it, to be honest with you. <laughs> but he is Mr. Big Chest, so. That's the other thing we got to unpack here. Is he Mr. Big Checks or is he Mr. Big Chest? Because it sounded like Larry Fitzgerald went chest, didn't he? Is that what he said earlier? Yeah, I'm, I really think that, like, it's probably Mr. Big Checks, but he, he just said it wrong or, or something. But I like Mr. Big Chest. It's hilarious. It makes no sense. It's like that stupid blonde mustache he has. What is that? I Really? What I think it is? It's a Hollywood trick. It's just like what an actor does. Before a picture comes out, they'll look like a wreck. They'll do everything to make themselves look awful. And then when the new movie comes out, they'll clean themselves up and look really good. But it serves no purpose for him as an NFL player. It's not like a new movie is coming out or a new team is coming out. When he goes to wherever he goes, he's going to clean himself up in terms of his appearance. And it's going to do wonders. Like, I don't understand it as it relates to an NFL player, but that's certainly a Hollywood trick. You ever see Denzel in the front row of a Lakers game? Sometimes he looks like an absolute wreck. And then when the new movie comes out, he looks great. He looks like Denzel again. So I I really don't know why AB is doing that, whether he's Mr. Big Chest or Mr. Big Checks. I'm with you, Papa Bear. I'm going Mr. Big Chest because that's just way more funny. That's a lot more funny. All right, lots to get to tonight. We'll get to the NFL for sure outside of AB because there's some other things to hit on. These rule change proposals are really interesting. There's one team that has one of the worst rule proposals I have ever heard in my life. I'll get to that at the bottom of the hour. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, what LeBron has in common with Kansas. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, 
It, it would have been, Ooh, it been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All right, full breakdown. Gambling exploits here in about five minutes. But uh, I want to hit on LeBron here for a little bit. I think that LeBron has something in common with the Kansas Jay- Jayhawks. Because I saw... Um, uh, I saw a note today about Kansas. Kansas won their game, and it's the 20th time they've gone undefeated at Allen Fieldhouse. They're 17-0 this year. And they're, I think, the 13th team in the country. I think they're number 13 right now. They're just outside the top 10. They've had a much better season than the common, I don't know, uh, talking points would lead you to believe. Because this is the first time in 14 seasons. They've won 14 straight Big 12 championships. It's the first season that they haven't won one. So it makes their season appear way worse than it actually has been. I think that same concept can apply to LeBron in his first season with the Lakers. It seems way worse than it actually is. Because LeBron has made made the finals eight straight times. So with him not making the playoffs, I mean, take a minor miracle for him to make it. It looks, oh my gosh, this is LeBron James. This is a complete catastrophe. Or if you just, you separate from what you're typically getting from him, which is great postseason success, individually and team-wise. And you just look at what has transpired for the Lakers this season. You had LeBron miss 18 games because of the groin injury. You've had Lonzo miss a ton of games. You've had a roster that was flawed from the get-go. You've also had the Lakers miss the playoffs for, what, four straight seasons before this one? (laughs) So if you take all of that into account, it's not nearly as awful of a season for the Lakers as it seems to be. It's just the season isn't looked at in a vacuum. It's the same thing that's happening with Kansas. You don't just look at this season of Kansas Jayhawks basketball. You're thinking of the last 14 seasons where they've won the Big 12. So now that they don't win it this season, it's like, oh my gosh, this team sucks. 
Like they're just outside the top 10. Still a really good team. Now, the Lakers aren't really a good team, but what applies, uh, what's the common thread between the Lakers and, and Kansas, at least LeBron in Kansas, is that it makes this season appear way worse than it actually is for LeBron just because he's been so accomplished recently in years past. Eight straight trips to the finals. Like, take any, how about, um, I'm trying to think of a decent comparison. Let's say um, the Patriots, okay? If the Patriots next season make the playoffs and it's, say, the divisional round of the playoffs and they get tripped up in their first playoff game, they lose. It's going to feel like, oh, my gosh, it's over. The, you know, the whole... The 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 dominance is done. The empire has been slayed. It's going to be one thing after another. It's going to feel like it's way worse than it actually is because you don't view that one season in a vacuum. So I think that's what's going on here with both the Kansas Jayhawks and LeBron James this season. Now, as far as LeBron goes in another direction, the minutes restriction, that's what it looks like it's going to be from here on out. Here is Chris Haynes from Yahoo talking about it on the spin moving forward lebron james will play somewhere of of a minute restrictions of 28 to 32 minutes and that he might sit out uh, one of those back-to-backs it won't be necessarily a shutdown lebron it'll be kind of a cool down for lebron yeah that's what um rich paul lebron's agent is calling it not a shutdown a cool down (laughs) and look it makes some sense for LeBron not to play max minutes from here on out, the season is pretty much a wrap. Uh, I mean, the dude's played so many postseason games and minutes and just the wear and tear. I, I just don't see the upside for the Lakers to have LeBron out there taxing himself, putting them in position to win games where they get a worse draft pick. It just makes more sense to manage his minutes. And I also think what's interesting here is If they just completely shut him down, it's going to make missing the playoffs a much bigger storyline. And LeBron is very, very legacy conscious. He is very well aware of how he's going to be remembered, what are some of the talking points when he hangs him up. And if he shuts it down from here on out, we're talking the next 17 games missing the playoffs is going to be a much bigger talking point. Of course, LeBron isn't going to want that. So meeting in the middle, not a complete shutdown, but a cool down. I see the logic in it. Now, this is LeBron. This is last week when he was just thinking about what's to come in terms of managing minutes. Here's what he had to say. Well, I mean, that's a conversation that um, probably be had between me and Luke. Um you know, and uh, going forward, I don't know what the mathematic uh, what's going on as far as that with the postseason things of that nature. So, um, you know, you kind of look at uh, the rest of the games and, and look at the percentages of what's going on here in the future, and uh, and see what makes more sense. Um, you know, for not only me but for the team itself as well. Yeah, I just think that they're meeting in the middle. You're probably going to see LeBron sit out the second night of a back-to-back. There are three back-to-backs for the Lakers here on out. But just ask yourself this. If LeBron is okay sitting out the second night of a back-to-back, 
don't you think that uh, you know if he had a if he had a huge I think that he's got a much bigger problem with sitting out the rest of the season compared to sitting out the second night of a back-to-back. Because, again, it goes back to the legacy. I think that he understands. He's very well aware of... He's got great foresight, for the most part. Every now and then, it's lacking. Like, the decision, <laughs> when he announced that he's going to Miami, the Miami Heat instead of staying put with Cleveland, and that was an abject disaster. But ever since then, the foresight has gotten better. I think LeBron, this is my own theory, I think he knows what people would be saying should he shut it down from here on out. It reflects very poorly on him. If he misses the second night of a back-to-back, it's going to get lost in the shuffle. It's not going to be a huge talking point. This is from retired NBA player Karan Butler. He was talking to TMZ. And he said that shutting LeBron down for the rest of the season would be a, quote, sucker way out, end quote. You're not going to get those quotes if he's just missing a game here or there or his minutes are being managed. I do like that word, though. Sucker. You don't hear that as much anymore. Jive turkey. We got to bring back sucker and jive turkey a little bit more often. I think it's lacking these days. By the way, here's what we're looking for tonight, betting-wise. I'm in Vegas right now with the lovely Christina. My wife, it sounds weird to say that. I've never, I don't know what it is, man. It just feels more natural to say, ah, it's my girl. But you don't know that she's my wife unless I tell you that she is. But it's our one-year wedding anniversary tomorrow. So we hopped on a flight. We're hanging out in Vegas. And so I, I got down. A little bit of gambling. And so it was a good night last night. Hit with the Warriors. That was a cash. Um, downside was we lost most of it on the craps table and playing roulette. That's okay. They wow. were $15 tables, Papa Bear. Wow, really? Like, on your one-year anniversary, you're out there gambling? <laughs> oh, really? Were you going to look down on my gambling exploits? I, It's yeah, normally th- Ephraim that just talks trash about my gambling. Now, it's going to be you? Are you channeling your inner Ephraim here? Dude, you have a problem. I, I really no, think I you have a problem. I don't. I don't. What, what are you talking about? We're in Vegas. We're in Vegas. I, really I gambled th- on the Warriors and won. Is your wife there right now? No, no, she's not physically in the studio yeah, right now. She probably left when you started gambling. <laughs> she was gambling with me. She was gambling with me. We we're playing a little bit of craps. Now, here's the thing. Let me walk you through this. I normally like going to the $5 crap tables because I'm not a big casino gambler. The minimum bet at the craps table was $15. So you swing and miss a couple of times. Your stack is... A lot shorter, depending on what you start with. And so that's what happened. So we moved over to roulette, won a little bit, lost a little bit, walked away. But I was still up. I was still up with the uh, Warriors. So here's what we're looking for tonight. Looking for the Celtics to win. So give me a Celtics win. It's going to work out. Now, if we could add on top Brooklyn taking down the Hawks, that'd be even better. And if we could get Sparty to show up against the Wolverines tonight, Now we're talking, you know, now we're talking about early retirement. I'm kidding. We're talking about a little bit of money here and there. I don't know what it is with you and Ephraim Papa Bear. You guys, the funny thing with radio, it's hilarious to me. There are a lot of people that will listen and they will take what we say as gospel, you know? So I know you're just joking around, but there are people that'll be like, hey man, you hear about no? I heard he's got a severe gambling problem just based on you and the big man Ephraim. It's unreal. 
That's outrageous you, how it works out. You gamble like how I drink, okay? I'm gonna, just going to say that. So how do you drink? Well, <laughs> you gamble a lot, so I'll just leave it like that. I don't gamble nearly as much as you guys think I do. Not even close. And it's Vegas. I think if you come to Vegas and you've put down some Scooby snacks here and there on on games, if you come to Vegas and you don't do that, I, I think that's a bigger issue. <laughs> that sounds like a problem. That's like me driving home going like, well, I just drove past a liquor store. I mean, it's a liquor store. I mean, I guess I should just go in and check it out. So that's the comparison. You're going to compare a random liquor store that you could see anywhere in America to Vegas. It's the same thing? Yes, sir. Yes. Same bad bad comparison over there from Papa Bear. You know who doesn't give us bad comparisons or bad information? That's Steve DeSager. His information always checks out. (laughs) And he's going to give us, what would you call it, Steve? A plethora of information here? Oh, we've got a ton, yes. As per usual, it's a weekend. It's sports on a weekend. Are you kidding me? By the way, Steve, I thought about you today because I am just scarfing down Cheez-Its. I mean, we're talking by the handful here today. It's a great, great snack before a show. Uh, is it going to be a snack during the show? It can be. It's sitting over just to my left. So uh, well, if I get some hunger know, pains, cheese it to I'm the rescue. I'm just saying, and I knew someone, it really cost them on the air. Eating peanuts, popcorn, anything like that, snacks on the air. You may not be speaking clearly a bit. Who'd it later. cost? Uh, I knew somebody who was a DJ or actually a, a news person on the morning show. <laughs> And they were. It, what was worse was they didn't have control over their own microphone. They were in a separate news booth. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they had just eaten, and they're in the middle of a news story. And, <laughs> and they oh, it's the worst. They couldn't yeah. turn down their mic, and this person just started grabbing anything on the news desk and throwing it against the window at the board. Oh, up wasn't geez. paying attention. Just, <laughs> Imagine yeah. that, a board up not paying attention. That's weird. I've never heard about something like that before. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Well, we got a lot of college basketball to get to in a moment. First off, in the pros, in L.A., the Lakers will be hosting Boston shortly. And for L.A., Brandon Ingram averaging 18 points a game this year. Out for the year with a blood clot in his arm. Lonzo Ball officially shut down for the rest of the year with his ankle injury. And tonight, Kyle Kuzma averaging 19 points a game for the Lakers. Out for this game with his ankle injury. Sacramento got a win at New York today, 102-94. The Knicks record 19-53. and Houston's James Harden will play tomorrow at Dallas. X-rays on his right wrist were negative. Rockets have won seven in a row, and Harden's averaging 36 points a game. But Kawhi Leonard of Toronto will sit out tomorrow at Miami and then play on Monday night at Cleveland. Paul George of Oklahoma City was fined $25,000 for criticizing the refs after last night's loss. The NBA regular season ends April 10th, about a month away. College basketball regular season officially ends tomorrow. Now, a lot of folks ended it up today. Number two, Virginia, for example, wrapping up first place in the ACC edging Louisville 73-68 and then it was Duke at North Carolina. Tar Heels win 79-70 but Zion Williamson will be playing Thursday. He was out again tonight with a sprained knee. Auburn upset number 5 Tennessee 84-80. Kentucky and Texas Tech got win. Purdue and Kansas with victories. Number 7 Michigan is up 22-14 at Michigan State which is ranked ninth in the country. Earlier Marquette ranked 16th lost at home to Georgetown 86-84 and Villanova over right 23rd lost at Seton Hall 79-75 the Chiefs signed running back Carlos Hyde back to Brian in 10 seconds but first a word from Farmers at Farmers Insurance we know every windshield collision has a unique sound beetle bird poop 
drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. And the University of Texas fired Vince Young from his job as development officer. Back to you. Good stuff, Steve DeSager. We're coming to you live from the GEICO Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Good Lord, I should have bet more on the Celtics tonight. Are you kidding me? Did you hear Steve's update? Like, half of Steve's update was the Lakers shutting down numerous players. You know, Brandon Ingram is out for the rest of the season. Lonzo Ball is out for the rest of the season. Kyle Kuzma is going to miss the game tonight. LeBron is on a minutes restriction. Steve, I think I shortchanged myself, you know? I I, got to have the inside info if you're going to be in Vegas. Man, oh man. Unless the Celtics just absolutely are yawning their way to a loss and completely well, not locked locked in whatsoever. They did yawn up until this road trip, did they not? This this was an underachieving team until recently. It definitely has been. There's no doubt about that. And they've cost me before earlier this year. Um, but I just don't see them losing outright tonight. This is a team that, let's not forget, just a couple of games ago, they smacked around the Warriors by what was it, 33 points, something around there? So you're saying you didn't notice if Boston was only favored by five or six or whatever it was during the day? Oh, no, no. I, I know that they're up by six and a half. I know exactly what they're favored by, what the money line is. I know all that stuff, Steve. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, but you don't overgamble, no. No, no. I'm, just, I'm aware. I'm aware of <laughs> <Okay>. what. <laughs> if I'm going to put some Scooby Stacks down, I'm going to know what the, the point spread is, you know? I'm saying so you saw the number and it didn't strike you like, man, the Lakers are terrible. Oh, like I'm well aware of how terrible the Lakers are. But here's how I think, Steve. I'm not saying every gambler thinks this way, but a lot of them do. They're going to think, hey, what's the worst case scenario, right? How could this go wrong? So I'm looking at everything like this is just screaming Celtics. But there are a lot of times in gambling, it seems too good to be true. And it turns out to be too good to be true. That's why they keep building new buildings in Vegas. That's right. So I'm immediately thinking, hey, how could this go wrong? And I'm, of course, I'm thinking, well, this happens all the time in the NBA when a, a big-time player isn't suiting up. The other team just thinks they have a win in the bag, and they don't show up. And they have no intensity. They don't execute very well. Mm-hmm. And it's an upset. But the, the all these players that are going to be missing the game for the Lakers, that's just too much for them to overcome. They're not going to win this game. I just can't see that happening. People joked about the no names that were around LeBron on the court when he passed Michael in the points for career points. Uh-huh. And that is the Lakers roster these days. It's you got guys up from the G League that, oh, he's back on the Lakers? Okay. Only Lakers fans have seen these people play before. Yeah, it's uh, it's slim pickings over there. That's for sure. Actually, By the way, I think he's coming up from the minors next. Slim Pickens. He's going to be so- <laughs> joining the Raptors. <laughs> Don't know what he's been up to, but yeah. By the way, Steve, I noticed, and this is no criticism, but uh, I noticed you say Louisville. I have transitioned years ago. I've moved over to Team Louisville. Because have they you say ever, it that way. Yeah, have you ever been Team Louisville no. in your day? Uh, no. And there are also people from Missouri who call it Missouri, but That's I terrible. won't be calling it Missouri. That's bad. Um, how about this? North Dakota State. They're known as the Bison. 
Is that what you call them? (laughs) I I should. I'm not against it. But yes, it is spelled with an S. So if you were to do an update, you've typically called them bison? Well, they don't usually make it into the update. (laughs) I'm not breaking any news here. If you were to do an update about, let's say... I would go soft on the yes, yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. This is kind of the conversation. Remember when NBC had the uh, Turin Italy Olympics and they spent the two weeks telling us live from Torino? Yes. Now, yeah. Now, when the Paris Olympics happen in a few years, are they going to be live from Paris because that's how the locals call that city? Very true. Same thing with the Tour de France, that's right? right. Tour de yeah. France. That's right. Same thing. By the way, Steve, I hate to admit this on the national airwaves, but uh, I had a brain freeze last night. Okay. So you uh, went to 7-Eleven? No, 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 no. The, <laughs> actually, Steve, another fun fact. I've given up everything to drink but water during Lent. And I can't tell you how many times I have really desired something that isn't water. And I'm like, nope, nope, can't do it. This, it really comes Lent? up a lot. Yeah, for Lent. Wow. Yeah. I've not heard that one. That's what I do a lot of times. That's one of the things. I mean, but not even healthy, refreshing orange juice? Nothing. Just water. That's it. Okay, can I can I ask the motivation for not even healthy drinks are allowed? <laughs> I, really, it's just, it's not, like, relatively speaking, it, I think it's a good sacrifice. It, it is a sacrifice. You look for something that's a good yeah. sacrifice, right? Yeah, so it's not like, you know, I'm not making it out to be the most unbelievable crazy. I can't believe you could even consider doing that. But it's one of those things that comes up all the time. By the way, but, I think you don't get any points now because you just told people you're sacrificing. I don't, I don't <laughs> know how that works. works I'm not way. sure. But that was a side note. The, what I was getting to was the brain freeze was um, the lovely Christina and I have stayed at different hotels here in Vegas. So each night we just we go to a different one just to get a, a feel for it. Yeah, and, you just knock on the door. No, no. You <laughs> got any vacancy? Where's yeah, that's how we do Cortez? it, Steve. El Cortez? <laughs> We've got it? 30 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it. No, we go online and we book the hotel and oh, the okay, whole thing. Okay. But we were walking around and um, it, there was the big Eiffel Tower, right? Oh, yeah, Paris. We we're just talking yeah. about the uh, Tour de France. Yeah. And I, go, I just had a complete brain freeze. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's uh, the New York, New York Hotel and Casino. <laughs> Wrong block, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Christina was cool about it, and she was like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a different country. You know? <laughs> Not ours. And that's actually, we're actually staying at New York, New York tonight, you know? Oh. Which does not have the Eiffel Tower over there. Which that's, has the roller coaster on the top. That's right. We it's might right hit that up tomorrow. right next to the tomorrow. hockey arena where the UFC stuff is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You ever seen the Golden Knights, Steve? No, the the Vegas hockey team. I have not been since they, which is, they've only been there one year, now two. No, I haven't. Yeah, haven't been there either. Maybe some other time, because they they're the not in town. Vegas Golden Knights, not That's right. Las Vegas. Yeah, Vegas Golden Knights. Yes, Vegas. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, an NFL team makes one of the oddest rule change proposals you will ever hear. I'm Brian No, Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'm Brian No with you here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Big man Ephraim Salam out. Got the flu. Little under the weather. 
So uh, see if we're back in action next week with Ephraim. It is, uh, it's been two weeks. It's been a two-week hiatus. I started off the show saying maybe I'm going to have to make stuff up about UCF's football team and just say nice things, even though they're untrue, where it will appeal to Ephraim and he will then come back and do radio shows with me. I, maybe that's what I need to do. Not sure. But I think the chances are better than not that we will be graced by the big man next week. I want to talk some ball. So there are rule proposals left and right when it comes to the NFL. There are a lot of NFL teams that will suggest a rule change. The competition committee will then talk amongst themselves and say, hey, this makes sense. Let's um, let's put it in front of the owners, the next owners meetings, right around, what, March 24th to 27th. So the teams propose the rule change. The next step is the rules, the competition committee saying, all right, this is a good enough idea. Let's see what the owners think about it. Or the competition committee could say, that's pretty dumb. We're not even going to bring this up with the owners. So there are a couple of rule changes that make sense, these proposals. There's some that don't. One that caught my eye the most, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, of course, you know about the the most widely reported rule change proposal from them. The whiny Chiefs, after losing the AFC Championship game because they couldn't play defense and couldn't get off the field on third and long three separate times against the Patriots and gave up a touchdown, the whiny Chiefs are proposing that both teams get to touch the ball in overtime, regardless if the first team that touches the ball scores a touchdown. Because if the first team scores a touchdown... On the first possession, game over. Chiefs are saying, well, Patrick Mahomes and our offense should get a chance going forward. And look, I can understand that. I think it makes some sense, especially in the playoffs. If you think about what's good for the game and what would produce ratings and all of that. Yeah, seeing Patrick Mahomes and company getting a crack at it, that's not bad for business. So that could get passed. I think it's very whiny of them to propose that right after it cost them a playoff game when they didn't play defense. But that's not the one that is ridiculous to me. The rule change proposal that is absolutely ridiculous, here's what the Chiefs are saying. The Chiefs want overtime to be changed so that both teams, uh, uh, the coin toss, They want to eliminate the overtime coin toss. (laughs) I don't want it. And they want the winner of the initial coin toss at the beginning of the game. They want that to decide whether that team kicks or receives an overtime and which goal to defend or which goal to defend. So this is just strange to me. The Chiefs are essentially saying, let's get rid of the overtime coin toss. And their solution is, well, let's just automatically award the team who won the initial coin toss before the game began. Let's just award them with the decision of (laughs) if they want to kick or receive or which goal they want to defend. I don't think that makes any sense at all. So if you win the initial coin toss, if it goes into overtime, In effect, you basically won two coin tosses. 
that is just strange to me. Strange. If you would have said, hey, no more overtime coin toss. It's too random. Here's what we do. When we get to overtime, they've played 60 minutes. Let's just go by who's gained the most yards or something. Okay, if that's the solution to eliminate the overtime coin toss, fine. Their solution is let's just go with the team who initially won the freaking coin toss. That makes no sense to me. Another rule change proposal comes from the Broncos. They want to dump the onside kick. No more. They're going no mas with the overtime kicks. Now, of course, you've been seeing this in the AAF. The AAF has this uh, different rule. Some would view as strange. The Broncos are proposing something very similar. Where instead of an onside kick, you'd have the option, if you score, you take possession at your own 35-yard line. And if you convert a 4th and 15, you get the ball. The thing that's weird to me with this Broncos proposal and the rule that is similar in the AAF. It's actually 4th and 12 from your own 28-yard line. Okay, similar, right? The thing that's weird to me is your chances in today's NFL of of executing a 4th and 15 play, you know, moving the chains on 4th and 15, that's so much better than recovering an onside kick. I just... That's the proposal from the Broncos. I have a hard time seeing that one going in to existence. We'll see how it goes later this month with the owners voting. Coming up next from the Geico Studios. It's an oper- it's an opinion that's gaining popularity. It just doesn't make any sense. All right, so we got some news about Coach K just breaking. He's expecting Zion Williamson to be back on Thursday for the ACC tournament. So Zion Williamson not playing. Against North Carolina today, as the Dukies went down again to North Carolina, of course. Zion Williamson, the previous game before today against North Carolina, that's when he suffered the knee injury to begin with. That's when the shoe just disintegrated. I've never seen that before, ever. Not the same way. I know, well, this shoe kind of sort of came apart. No, I've never seen it just explode like that off of a foot the way it did with Zion Williamson. So I get it was a scare. It was a grade one knee strain. And Zion Williamson, thankfully, with a day-to-day injury, has missed a handful of games, but he is set to return on Thursday for the ACC tournament. And for anybody who's saying, oh, Zion, it's too risky. What are you doing? You got a lottery ticket. Why chance it? I just don't understand why there's so much focus on Zion Williamson and not the other players that are top prospects. Zion Williamson, even if he suffered a big-time injury, he's still going to be a very high draft pick. He still very well could be the number one overall draft pick in spite of a big-time injury. You know, How many minutes has Michael Porter Jr. played for the Denver Nuggets this season? Like... He had a back injury. He had all of these issues and question marks. He was still the 14th overall pick. And it's apples to oranges compared to Zion Williamson. Zion, what he's done in college basketball so far this season. He's been spectacular. 
His stock is so much higher than Michael Porter Jr.'s stock was. And Michael Porter Jr. just dropped to be in the 14th overall pick. Even if Zion has a big-time injury, and we're hoping that doesn't happen, obviously. But even if he does suffer an injury like that, he could still very well go number one overall. And if he doesn't, he's going to slip gradually. So I think the risk and, oh, just how big the, the chance he's taking is, I think it's completely blown out of proportion. And when you look at the other top prospects in college basketball, R.J. Barrett played today for Duke. Cam Reddish played today for Duke. If those players suffered a big-time injury, their stock is going to drop much more rapidly. They are at much bigger risk of costing themselves millions of millions by continuing to play. So it's just funny to me. I think that the argument is misdirected. If your argument is, oh, you got a lottery ticket here, you stand to lose so many millions by suiting up and risking big-time injury. That thought is better applied to guys like Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, the top prospects in college basketball as it relates to their NBA draft stock. Yet, the one guy who that argument is applied to, Zion Williamson, is the one guy that's close to bulletproof in terms of his draft stock sliding significantly. It's just crazy. It's weird. (laughs) Everybody gets revved up. Oh, I would shut it down if I were Zion. He should shut it down. If there's anybody to say that about, it's another top prospect who isn't named Zion. That's the truth of the situation, but Zion is going to be suiting up. At least Duke is expecting that. Coach K is expecting that on Thursday when the ACC tournament begins. I'm Brian No. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So there's an opinion that's gaining popularity, and I don't think it makes much sense at all. The theory and the opinion is that if LeBron James isn't named All-NBA First Team, well, then he can't be the best player in the game. If he isn't First Team All-NBA, well, how can he be the best player in the game? Like, that can't be the case. Really? It can't? <laughs> like That doesn't make any sense to me. Look at some of the factors and the reasons why LeBron probably will have his 11-season streak of making first-team All-NBA snapped. Well, he missed 18 games due to a groin injury. Well, the Lakers are going to miss the playoffs. Well, the Lakers had other injuries aside from that, with Lonzo Ball missing a ton of action. He's been shut down for the remainder of the season as well. Well, look at... um, um, uh, you know, just the the expectations of LeBron going to the Lakers and w- what people saw beforehand and it didn't come to fruition. And all of a sudden people are off and running and there's a big time overreaction. The, the roster was flawed from the get go. So LeBron not being all NBA first team, that doesn't mean he can't be the best player in the game. If you were to throw out a hypothetical, let's play a game of what if. What if you swapped LeBron and Paul George this season? Do you think that LeBron's not the best player in the game? 
He's not playing alongside any star power with the Lakers. If he were playing alongside Russell Westbrook, all of a sudden the team is obviously a playoff team. You're not looking at LeBron's season quite as negatively with the Thunder making the playoffs if LeBron is on that team. And so that that changes things dramatically. What if Paul George were on the Lakers this season? You know, you think that Paul George is doing a world of difference with that roster that was completely flawed? I don't think so. And let's say it's apples to apples. Paul George misses 18 games just like LeBron. I don't see the Lakers being in a much better position. Substitute any other star player on the Lakers missing 18 games. Are they in a much better position compared to having LeBron on this roster? I don't think so. So I think it's a complete overreaction. I think it's flawed thinking. To say, well, hey, if he's not making first-team All-NBA, he can't be the best player, right? No, no. (laughs) Again, if you take LeBron and put him on other teams where it's a better situation, it's a better roster, put LeBron on Houston and take the beard away. You think LeBron's not making the playoffs alongside CP3? Of course he's making the playoffs over there. So I, I think it's an overreaction to say that LeBron can't be known as the best player in the game just because he's not going to be first-team All-NBA. I don't follow that way of thinking. But it's out there, and it's gaining a lot more popularity. I just don't think it checks the boxes in terms of adding up and making sense. You know? I, I think that uh, it's a weird thing. When you're gauging individual value, of course it's going to be tied to team success to some degree. But oftentimes you can't find that middle ground of what makes the most sense. Like with LeBron's roster, it's a bad roster, all things considered, in the West against these teams that are are put together and constructed much better than the Lakers roster ever was this season. I know it's to set up and make a run in this summer to align LeBron with another star, and then you make a run for it. I get that. But even with that obviously being understood as the backdrop – It's not a good roster. So you can't expect something that's unrealistic with everything that transpired this year for the Lakers. If you told me before the season, all the things that unfolded, LeBron misses 18 games. You're going to surround LeBron with lackluster shooting. (laughs) You're going to surround him with ball, like uh, ball handlers and uh, defensive guys. Uh, You know, you're going to have Lonzo miss games. You're going to have all of these factors lining up. I'd say, yeah, I don't expect them to make the playoffs. The the thing is, we didn't know that was going to be the case heading in. But with LeBron and this being the whole dynamic that has unfolded throughout the season, I think that his individual uh, assessment has been too much tied to the team lack of success. And granted, that's not the easiest thing to do is to, by some degree, separate the team from the individual when you're assessing the individual. But you got to do that. You have to do that. And uh, LeBron is still, I have him as the best player in the game. And if you want to say, well, I think Giannis is a little bit more valuable. Okay. If you want to say it's another player, okay. Just don't tell me the reason you don't have LeBron as the number one guy is specifically because he isn't first-team All-NBA. 
there are a lot of great players who wouldn't be first team all NBA if they were on a flawed roster, didn't make the playoffs. And oh, by the way, they missed 18 games themselves because of a nagging injury. There'd be a lot of great players. And maybe a guy like Giannis, who if the same dynamic were true, you wouldn't have Giannis above LeBron. So it doesn't then make sense to have LeBron over Giannis based on that specific reason that you're pointing to. Them not making the playoffs while LeBron misses those 18 games. By the way, I have to report this about uh, gambling here. So I've gotten some reaction. Uh, The lovely Christina has sent me a message. We're over here in Vegas. We're celebrating our one-year anniversary. And uh, she says this, LOL, please tell them, meaning the crew, specifically Papa Bear. She says, please tell them I, quote-unquote, wanted to see how those two tables worked, meaning craps and roulette. That's the only reason we ever played roulette and craps. LOL, they're crazy. And so um, she's not taking great offense to this, uh, these uh, misinformed rumors that Papa Bear is spreading about me and my supposed uh, gambling exploits. What would you call it, Papa Bear? Gambling addiction? You need a help number for me right away? Well, apparently you and your wife both have a gambling addiction, <laughs> it seems like. So maybe you guys are meant for each other. I got a tweet here from Sharon. She checks in at the No Show and she says, I distinctly heard... You say I when you won the bet, but when you lost, you said we lost. Can't deny, tape don't lie. Well, that's true, but here's the thing. Like, I made a bet on the Warriors. That was that was just me. When the lovely Christina and I were at the craps table, we both lost. When we were both at the roulette table, we both lost. So it was a we situation there. It's not like Christina and I went to the sports book and said, Hey, let's put some cash on the warriors. And we did that together. I just did that. So by no means am I saying that I'm losing just around the lovely Christina. I've lost on my own. Believe me, (laughs) it's happened before. Um, But yeah, the reason why you heard I was because it related to just myself. And the reason you heard we was because it related specifically to us. I love this. I love that the uh, the the FBI detectives are out there just trying. Hey, wait! I I heard this. I'm seeing some inaccuracies over here. <laughs> but that's that's the reason why. For the distinction between I and we. That's all. All right. Hey, Discover alerts you if they find your social security on any one of thousands of risky websites. How about that? It's free for card members. Just sign up online at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. It was a horrible theory then, and it looks even dumber now. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? 
And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'm Brian Noe with you here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Hope you're having a great Saturday evening. The Celtics and Lakers playing right now. LeBron in action. Curious to see how many minutes he plays tonight with all these other players missing action. Lonzo Ball shut down for the season. Brandon Ingram shut down for the season. Apparently, LeBron's on a minutes restriction. Reportedly between 28, 32 minutes a night. He's normally around 36. Uh, if you're wondering, like, no, you're really invested in this game. Well, yeah, it's because I tied the Celtics to a number of parlays here in Vegas. So there might be, like, you know, breaking news updates. Like, hey, the Celtics are up by five. <laughs> Steve DeSager, you have free reign. If there's anything related to the Celtics and Lakers that could impact the final score, you're welcome to just chime in at any time, my friend. (laughs) So that's unlike other usual basketball news, things that affect the final score. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, if you chime in and say, hey, breaking news, and there's some huge story with, you know, 
I don't know, um, uh, R.J. Barrett of Duke. I'm like, hey, Steve, Steve, let's stay on Let's stay focused here. here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, for example, the breaking news of the past hour, Alex Rodriguez is now engaged to Jennifer Lopez. Really? So finally they've... Uh... She said yes, as he tweeted. And that's it? Was there any hashtag? Uh, J-Lo's Instagram picture of a ring. Okay. She said yes. Yeah. I thought that he do they do what do they do on Instagram? What's the equivalent of hashtags on Instagram? Is there such a thing? Papa Bear, you're you're in the game in Instagram, right? What do they do there? What's the equivalent? I'm not really too keen on the Instagram. I'm an old man now. <laughs> Fair enough. We don't have the answers on that. I'll tell you what though. There's one theory that was horrible at the time and it looks way worse right now. So let me start with the news. Eric Weddle, former Raven safety, he's going to be signing with the Los Angeles Rams. This is a big deal for the Rams. Weddle has been a heck of a safety for a long, long time in the NFL. And he was picked up right away. Now, the theory about a year ago, Trey Boston was one of the outspoken safeties. A lot of safeties, remember, that were out of work. They just weren't getting signed. And the theory was, oh, because Eric Reed was kneeling next to Colin Kaepernick and the league is colluding against the guy having a job, well, now they're taking it into phase two. Phase two is teams aren't signing other NFL safeties to try to mask the fact, this is the theory, they're masking the fact that they're colluding against Eric Reed. Now, here's where my mind goes. Eric Weddle gets scooped up right away. Landon Collins is on the open market. Earl Thomas is going to be on the open market soon when the league year begins on March 13th. What are the chances that those guys don't get picked up on teams? What are the chances that it's months and months and months? We're nearing training camp. We're nearing the beginning of the NFL season. And those guys are on the open market. What do you think the chances are of that happening? Slim to none. It's not happening. You know why? Because those guys can ball. Because they're better safeties. This idea that, I mean, look, as far as Eric Reed goes, Eric Reed was out of work far too long. And Eric Reed is a very, very good safety. And he signed his extension with the Carolina Panthers. And he's playing football for them right now. Took too long for him to be employed. But this thought that, oh, Trey Boston, he wasn't signed either. Just so it isn't so obvious that the league doesn't want Eric Reed playing. It never made any sense. If Trey Boston was Earl Thomas instead... If Trey Boston was Landon Collins instead, who's made the Pro Bowl three out of his first four years in the NFL, those guys aren't going unsigned month after month after month after month. It's a bad theory then, and it looks even dumber now, because just like Eric Weddle got scooped up, you're going to see Earl Thomas and Landon Collins get scooped up very, very quickly. I'm Brian Noe with you here on Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. Feel free to hit us up. Also... On Twitter, at The No Show, N-O-E Show. Maybe you can check in and let us know what the equivalent of a hashtag on Twitter is on Instagram. I have no idea. I'll readily admit that. By the way, uh, (laughs) um, there's a funny tweet here. So I have to explain some of the context. 
Karan Butler, retired NBA player, he was saying that it would be a sucker move for the Lakers to shut down LeBron completely from here on out with these final 17 games of the regular season. And I just made a simple comment in passing where I'm like, we got to bring sucker back. We don't hear sucker enough or jive turkey. It's great language, right? Dupree checks in and just says to me, you're a jive turkey sucker. So I'm, I'm hoping that's tongue in cheek. Problem is there's no emojis. There's no LOL. There's no ha ha. So maybe he's just uh, telling me that point blank. Like, I hate to break it to you. No, but you're a jive turkey sucker. I don't know. I do have to mention this. I was watching the Tennessee-Auburn game today. It was on. I was getting my notes ready, doing some other stuff. But I was watching the game, and I was staying in tune with it. It was a close game down the stretch. And there was one key play that I wanted to bring up. There was a hook and hold called on Auburn. So it was Grant Williams with Tennessee, and he was jostling for position. They're going up for a rebound, okay? And so they're almost side-by-side, close to shoulder-to-shoulder. Think of it like that. Just picture it in your mind. And so the Auburn player, he had his arm, like, hooked under Grant Williams' arm. And so they're going up for a rebound. They called the Auburn player for a hook and hold. And it resulted in two free throws for Tennessee and possession of the ball. It's a six-point game toward the end there. So Grant Williams made both free throws. They got possession of the ball. It's a little lob pass to him. He made that. It's a four-point trip. It was a two-point game. And I'm looking at that. I'm like, I didn't even realize that was the rule. Hook and hold. So if you're holding someone's arm while you're fighting for position going up for a rebound, the other team gets two free throws and possession of the ball. And the first thing I thought of was, we're taking all of these safety concerns a little too far these days. And I'm not going to be Mr. Neanderthal. I'm not going to be Captain Caveman stuck in the past that, hey, it's this is just weak these days. I understand, especially in football, there are serious concerns with head injuries and brain trauma, CTE. Trust me, I am not stuck in an era when it's like you were just dinged, you're seeing stars, walk it off. Times have changed. I understand that. But with that being established, sometimes the moves and the rules that are established in the name of safety just go way too far. Hook and hold? Really? You're hooking someone's arm, oftentimes inadvertently, by accident. And it's going to result in two free throws and possession of the ball? I just, I think that goes too far. I don't agree with that. And make no mistake, I'm not against all things in terms of safety precautions, but I'm against some things in terms of safety. It's just like, if you want something to change as far as the rules go, just point to safety. If you're talking about, like, the Denver Broncos have proposed getting rid of the onside kick. And if you score, you just get the ball at your own 35. If you convert a fourth and 15, you maintain possession of the ball. All they should say is, well, safety. It's a safety precaution. 
onside kicks, they're dangerous. Can result in injury. <laughs> so just, just point to safety. I just think we're going too far with it in a lot of instances. Not everyone, but a lot. All right, Steve DeSager is with us. He does not go too far in any instance when it comes to delivering hard-hitting, informative updates. He's got another one for us. Is there anything uh, positive about the Celtics that you can work into this update here? You're asking a Los Angeles resident if there is anything positive to say about the Celtics. Did I hear you correctly? Yeah, it's just because I've got Scooby Snacks here. I'm in Vegas with the lovely Christina. We got them tied to an array of parlays. We need the C's tonight, Steve. We need them. They're only up two in L.A. against the Lakers late for first half we'll get to the details in a moment but looking up the hook and hold apparently the ncaa put a major emphasis on this play before this season and continued to remind referees about it despite the multiple amount of coaches that have complained to the ncaa about it apparently it was just among a concern in the rule book the hook and hold a year ago and then in the tournament a purdue Purdue guy got hooked and held and fell and broke his elbow and now it's a flagrant Mm. So, yes, we are starting to see it. That will come up. I'm glad you brought it up. That will come up in the NCAA postseason. I have no doubt. Yeah. Currently, there is a top 10 matchup with Michigan ahead 50 to 45 at Michigan State. This will decide the top seed in the Big Ten. Number two ranked Virginia is top seed for the ACC tournament after edging Louisville 73-68. North Carolina did beat Duke tonight 79-70. Zion Williamson will play Thursday. He was out again this evening with a sprained knee. Top seed in the SEC tournament is number 10 ranked LSU. It leads at half in its regular season finale, 43-28 over Vanderbilt. Kentucky won today, Tennessee lost. Texas Tech and Kansas State got wins. K-State, though, on a tiebreaker, gets top seed for the Big 12 tournament. See, they split against each other the two games, and they split against the team below them in the standings, Kansas. So the rule is in the Big 12, you just keep seeing how they did against the teams on down the standings. And K-State swept Baylor. Their opponents, Texas Tech, did not. So K-State gets top seed for the Big 12 tournament. Villanova is the top seed for the Big East tourney, even though it lost at Seton Hall 79-75 today. Villanova finishes a game up on Marquette in the standings because 16th-ranked Marquette lost its fourth straight game. Coach Patrick Ewing's Georgetown Hoyas won at Marquette 86-84. And there's some NBA game going on in L.A. right now. minute and a half to go till halftime. <laughs> Boston 50-47 to over the L.A. Lakers. Kyrie Irving leading score with 11 points. Yes, LeBron James has played. In fact, he has played 13 minutes with his nine points in the first half. Once again, that's 13 minutes in the first half. So there was never a number of a maximum that he could play the last month of the season from Coach Luke Walton. And as you brought up earlier, seemingly every score is out for them. Brandon Ingram at 18 points a game, out for the year with a blood clot in his arm, which is unusual. Kyle Kuzma averaging 19 points a game, out tonight with the ankle injury. Sacramento beat New York today, also in the NBA. Currently in Atlanta, it's the Nets 113-112 over the Hawks with a minute to go. The Atlanta Hawks have a record of 22-44. and And the Milwaukee Bucks, the best team in the East, trailing after the first quarter at home against the Hornets. It's 32-24 Charlotte. Kawhi Leonard of Toronto will sit tomorrow at Miami and then play on Monday night at uh, Cleveland. And the Kansas City Chiefs signed running back Carlos Hyde, who was just cut by Jacksonville yesterday. Back to the show in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound beetle bird poop drone seen it covered it talk to farmers we are farmers
Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Celtics now up by six in L.A. Final minute before <laughs> halftime. Back to Brian now. They're up by eight now, Steve. It's a run over. By the way, who do you think wins tonight, Steve? Seas or Lakers? In all honesty. Oh, come on. Celtics. Okay. Nice. Stop calling them C's. No one calls them C's. Stop it. Like the candy? <laughs> I, I don't know why Papa Bear is so against me calling them the C's. They are referred to you, as you, the you're, C's. You're literally the only person who that's calls not, the Celtics the true? C's. No, that's not it. true. Who? Nationally, I've seen it. C apostrophe S. Well, then they're stupid, yeah. too. <laughs> Even on top of the backboard, you know how they have that camera on the very, very top, and it, you can see like there's an advertisement. Um, it says oftentimes, see us rise, which is, which is corny, but it's a takeoff of the C, right? So they're referred to often as the C's. You just hate them because they're Boston, Papa Bear. Well, uh, see my finger. How about that? <laughs> by the way, here in Vegas, Papa Bear, we have driven by what's soon to be the new stadium for the Raiders. And it is literally right on the road, like right by it on the strip. It's a really cool like location with everything else around it. So I'm really curious how they play in Vegas, you know, just in terms of the the residents, if they get involved with the Raiders or if there's this feeling out process and the stadium is half filled, of course, their success is going to matter if they're good or bad. But it's just a weird deal. Do you have a gut feeling on how that's going to work out, Papa Bear, with your Raiders here in Vegas? I don't think I mean, I don't think they're going to get a lot of fans because Vegas, yeah. it's kind of like a trend, uh, like a. People go just to gamble, and like it's not like a oh huge really? Market. People go to gamble. That's weird. So I get chastised for it. Yet other people come here to gamble. That's weird. How yeah, that they works have out. problems too. Yes. <laughs> I don't think. No, it, I, I don't think it can hold a fan base. Vegas. I just don't think I, it can. Yeah, I hear you, man. It is. It's very transient, and you need to establish a base of hardcore fans that are residents that aren't just visiting. Uh, So, yeah, I want to see how that plays out. I'm fascinated to see how it unfolds. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So, speaking of Instagram, David Irving, formerly, as of right now, of the Dallas Cowboys, he posted a really interesting Live video on Instagram, essentially retiring from the NFL while smoking weed, and he has violated the substance abuse policy. He is suspended indefinitely because of uh, the stickiest of the icky, right? As Looney once said, this is where we're at. So he went on Instagram and said some of these things. Check it out. Start talking about addiction, that's a sensitive subject. It's funny, you know, some people are like, oh, you're addicted to weed, you're addicted to this and that. I mean, if I'm going to be addicted to something, I'd rather be marijuana, which is medical. It's a medicine. I do not consider it a drug. Rather than the Xanax bars or the the Hydros or the the Seroquel and all that crazy that they feed you. So, like I said, it ain't about smoking weed. Okay, 
there's a lot here. First off, if we could boil this down, I think that David Irving is arguing how things should be while completely losing sight of the way things currently are, of how they currently are. That's what's going on here. I'll listen to what you have to say. If you say things like, look, man, this is an outdated rule. The NFL cracking down on players that are using marijuana, smoking marijuana. This is outdated. Look at what's happening on a state-by-state basis. How many states have legalized marijuana? And yet the NFL is still testing for this as if it's some hardcore street drug and it's highly addictive. If you make that argument, fine, I'll listen to it. But if you're the player who is suspended indefinitely because you're smoking weed, like you have to understand how things are and not get wrapped up in how they should be. If you are speeding, like let's say you're you're driving 85 miles per hour and the speed limit is 60. You can't say to the cop, like, hey, the speed limit should be 80. It shouldn't be 60. He's going to look at you like, well, that's nice. I'm glad you feel that way, but here's your ticket. Same thing with driving while intoxicated. If you get pulled over and they administer a breathalyzer, let's say the legal limit is .08. If you blow a .09, you could make the argument like, I'm just buzzed. I'm not drunk. I can still operate a vehicle. I shouldn't receive a ticket. This shouldn't be drunk driving. If you make those arguments, okay, that's your argument. But you have to understand that the legal limit, if that's what it is in the state, is .08. If you're over... Well, you're screwed, and I don't care what you think the number should be. All that matters is what it is. So that's the deal with David Irving. You can sell me all day on the NFL, their policy against marijuana being completely outdated. I think it is. But all that matters right now is that is currently the policy. So you can't violate it and then say, well, hey, it should be different. It doesn't fly like that. The other part of this is the presentation matters. If this is David Irving and he's doing some sort of interview or even if he's on his Instagram live page, if he's not smoking weed, if he's got a shirt on, (laughs) like all of a sudden the presentation is a lot different. If you sit there and say, look, this is an outdated policy. Some of these other things that... I like that. That's good. That's good. Uh, Background, Papa Bear. You are, you're contributing tonight, my friend. This is good stuff. Bells and whistles. Bells and freaking whistles. (laughs) If you say things and make a good argument professionally and say, this is an outdated policy, look at some of these other lengths that players are going to to try to manage pain. Some of these other instant these other substances are highly addictive. There are side effects that are far worse than marijuana. If that's your argument and you present it professionally, it's going to be received much differently. But if you're smoking in your shirtless video, you just look like an immature clown. This is the thing in life. It's not just what you're saying, it's how you're saying it. And the case that he's making, it's partially flawed because he's looking at what the policy policy should be 
and completely losing sight of what it is. That's what's got him in trouble in the first place. And the other part is the way he's presenting his argument. He's just not doing a good job of that either. How you express your viewpoints matters. It's not just that you're expressing them. How matters. All right. I like this in the background. Can we get more bong sound effects, Papa Bear, just a little bit? Is this um the new school Oscars music if we're kind of late going to commercial? Yeah, man. Think? Yeah, bro. <laughs> Can I hear more weed voice Papa Bear? That sounded more like, um, oh, what's the dude from Point Break? Sounded more like Keanu Reeves from Point Break. Yeah, sounded- bro. But, you know, you got to go to break, bro, because we're like three minutes over, bro. Yeah, bro. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, a move that was next level dumb. It makes more than just one person look really bad. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here from the Geico Studios on Fox Sports Radio. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Brian, though, with you here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. Ephraim, the big man, out tonight. Word is he's got the flu. Hopefully he'll mend and be ready for next week's show. But it's just you and me. Feel free to hit us up. 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. Also on Twitter, at The No Show. So you've heard about all this college basketball corruption going on, right? And Will Wade... He is the head coach over there at LSU. Young guy, 36 years old. And he's suspended indefinitely because there are FBI wiretaps of him discussing payments for a player. Javante Smart of LSU, he was held out of the game today because he was the player that Will Wade, the head coach, was discussing a payment for. Right? So this is a crazy story. Now, first, let's start with Will Wade, LSU head coach. The media was like, Wade, what's up? He was being asked questions about this. Here's what he had to say. I haven't read it, so I don't have any comment on that. It doesn't look good. How do you approach it going forward even when you do get to see it? I'll have to read it and look at it, and then from there we'll move forward as we need to. Okay. So the reporter is asking him about this Yahoo story. That is detailing all of these things. FBI wiretaps. He's on the phone talking to Christian Dawkins, who was one of the guys popped in this whole thing, who was funneling money from Adidas to Adidas sponsored schools. So they get these top players. and all. So you've got Will Wade on the phone with Christian Dawkins. And so there's this Yahoo story that's detailing all of this. The reporter's like, yo, Will Wade. What's up with this, man? Straight from the coach's playbook. Ah, you know, I haven't I haven't seen the story yet. It's just like a game ends. A football team gets blown out by 21 points. Ah, you know, I got to check the tape. I got to check the tape. I didn't see it. I, you know, I got a general idea, but I got to check the tape. That's what Will Wade essentially did. He pulled the, I got to check the tape. (laughs) I haven't heard the Yahoo. I haven't read the Yahoo story yet. So I, I'm kind of unaware. I love the middle part. It was very subtle. It was hard to hear, but the reporter was like, 
it doesn't look good. <laughs> it doesn't look good at all for Will Wade. He's on the phone discussing a payment for a player. At one point, he's talking to Christian Dawkins. He's referring to a third party that's involved with the pursuit of landing this recruit at the time, Javante Smart. This goes back to 2017. Will Wade, the LSU head coach, at one point is heard saying, quote, dude, I went to him with a bleeping strong-ass offer about a month ago. Bleeping strong, end quote. <laughs> like, like, here's my thing. This not only makes Will Wade look really bad, this makes the NCAA look really bad. Because think of it this way. The reason that you don't see people just readily, we're talking normal everyday people trying to rob banks. I know people try to rob banks, but it's not like like it's the mass percentage, like Papa Bear. You ever tried to rob a bank? No. You know, I've never tried to rob a bank. Steve DeSager's never tried to rob a bank. Lee Robert DeLap the Fourth has never tried to rob a bank. You know, just over and over and over and over. There are a lot of people that never try to rob a bank because they <laughs> you know. You sure about that, Playboy? Maybe Steve DeSager. We'll check back. But they know better because they know what the consequences are if they get busted. These college coaches, some of them were on the phones freely talking about, dude, made a strong-ass offer. I don't know what the deal is over here. It's because they never feared the consequences because the NCAA was doing next to nothing about it. So it's not just about Will Wade. It's about the NCAA not policing this stuff hardly at all. They look bad at, at this whole in this whole situation as well. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. He is a great player, but he is so selfish. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. Brian No here with you live from Vegas. That's right. The lovely Christina and I celebrating our one-year anniversary, which is tomorrow. So we're hanging out in Vegas. I've detailed at select times during the program tonight that I have a vested interest slash interests in the Boston Celtics just winning outright tonight. I've tied them to an assortment of parlays, including my Spartans, of Michigan State, they're just my Spartans for tonight, who are leading comfortably against Michigan. I've tied the Celtics to the Brooklyn Nets, who took care of business today against the Hawks. So we just need Boston. We need the Seas to come through. And things were looking great until the Lakers went on, gosh, I think it was a 13-0 run. I didn't like that. <laughs> but we just need the Boston Celtics to win outright. So... There might be breaking news updates from Steve DeSager if there is anything that impacts uh, that happening in my favor or blowing up in my face. We'll see how that turns out. Now, something else that we're waiting to unfold here. We're waiting for Antonio Brown to find out who his new team is. It almost was the Buffalo Bills. The Bills were in hot pursuit of A.B., and A.B. reportedly nixed the trade and was like, no, no, I'm, I'm not feeling Buffalo. Nah. And if you look at it from Buffalo's point of view, think about that. Think about 
what that says about your your organization. I'm going to spend like 30 seconds on this. I'm going to get back to what really matters because it's not the Bills. You go after Antonio like, let's let's pair A.B. with Josh Allen. We selected Josh Allen with the seventh overall pick. He showed signs last year. Actually played pretty well down the stretch. Not just running the ball, but starting to throw it better down the stretch. Let's pair him with A.B. We're off and running. All of a sudden, we've got a good nucleus going forward. And Antonio's like, yeah, no. He called it fake news. <laughs> the report of him apparently going to the Bills. So he nixed that. Now you get back to Antonio. Where's he going to end up? I don't know where he's going to end up. What I do know is I wouldn't want him. And I say that knowing full well how dynamic, absolutely special Antonio Brown is as a wide receiver. This isn't one of those Neanderthal, like, oh, we know that wide receivers don't matter. Really? Really? We know that. So you take top wide receivers off of a an offense, and they're just not going to miss a beat, right? We take Julio Jones off the Atlanta Falcons, and that's still a really strong offense. That That's what we're doing here. Wide receivers don't matter at all. That's silly. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins with the Houston Texans. Think about what that guy means with that offense. DeAndre Hopkins was putting up numbers with guys named Brandon Whedon and Brian Hoyer throwing him the football. He's special. He's dynamic. So it's funny. It's one of these things where I think it's Rich Eisen who used to always say kickers matter too. We're starting to get in this realm where wide receivers matter as well because they're just getting bemoaned and criticized. Ah, it doesn't matter at all. Really? Come on. Antonio Brown is a difference maker in terms of production in terms of talent. So I'm not saying, well, just because wide receivers don't mean anything, that has never made any sense to me whatsoever. The reason I wouldn't want Antonio Brown is because he's all about himself. It's amazing some of the things that he's been saying. The interview with Jeff Darlington. He's like, yeah, I don't take any responsibility for the relationship and the dynamic between myself and the Steelers. As it stands right now. Really? No responsibility. You have nothing to do with things being the way they are. You weren't the guy who went AWOL in week 17. And then wanted to show up on Sunday. After them not being able to get in touch with you. You have no responsibility whatsoever. You never pulled a diva move. You've just been all about your business. Work hard. Go about your business the right way. All on the up and up. Really? That's not the reality whatsoever. That's just what he wants us to believe. This dude has put up special numbers. Over 100 catches each of the last six years. Over 1,200 yards. Over eight touchdowns. Every single year the last six seasons. That's unbelievable. He's still unhappy. (laughs) What happens if Antonio Brown goes to a team that isn't successful that has a bad record, and Antonio's numbers are suffering. They're dwindling. Do you realize the mess that you're going to have on your hands? On top of paying him a lot of money, and on top of trading some type of high draft pick for him. No, thank you. I am good on that. I am all set. But you see these reports and hear these things, and there are a lot of people that are in the know. 
that have a who's who, a Rolodex of all these GMs, all these personnel evaluators, all these front office guys. And they're like, this mark is pretty lean for Antonio Brown. And you know why? A lot of that has to do with attitude. He didn't do himself any favors in that same interview with Jeff Darlington. He was like, yeah, I don't, I don't need football. <laughs> I was like, really? Do you think at the NFL Combine, which was just last week, do you think that would be a good thing for an NFL prospect to say in his interview? You think that, like, that's how they're coached up. Here's what you want to say. This is essentially a job interview, right? So just go in there and say you don't really need football. You're good if you don't have it. Like, you want it, but you don't you don't need it. Just say that. Let's see how high you get drafted. <laughs> like, that's a terrible thing to say. So I just, I'm out. I'm out on it because he's more about himself than he is about the team. Just a couple of years ago when the Steelers beat the Ravens and he's Gronk spiking a Gatorade cooler because he's not getting the ball to his liking. That told me everything I needed to know about the downside of Antonio Brown. Certainly there's a great upside, but when you are all about you, 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 and you're a star player, you're a tone setter. I don't want that tone being set in a locker room. It helped to take down the Steelers. He by no means is the only part of that Steelers problem, but he was a major part of it. And that team, as talented as they were, there aren't a lot of teams that are as talented as the Steelers in the NFL. Some of these teams that have been tied to Antonio, the Titans, the Raiders, the Redskins, good Lord. There is a big time gap between the talent level of the Steelers and those teams. So if the Steelers can't withstand some of the me guys in their locker room, and they're more talented than these other teams, what do you think those other teams are going to do? They're going to disintegrate the same way. I'm Brian No with you here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. While we're talking ball, let me hit on this. A lot of teams that have been making rules proposals, like rule change proposals. And so a lot of these teams are looking for more replay. The Redskins, they proposed a rule change that would make personal fouls reviewable. Okay. The Chiefs, they've proposed something similar where it would allow coaches to challenge personal fouls whether they were called on the field or not. (laughs) So this probably goes back again to the AFC championship game where there was a phantom personal foul from a Chiefs defender hitting Tom Brady. was supposed to be a hit to the helmet. It wasn't. It was a bad call. So this is essentially the Chiefs saying, hey, coaches should be allowed to challenge whether that was the proper call or not. You've got the Redskins. They want to make everything reviewable. Here's what I think makes the most sense. I think this idea of a sky judge makes the most sense because you've got an extra official in the booth and you're able to fix egregious calls that were missed. You're able to fix it. So NFC championship game, Nicole, uh, Nickel Roby Coleman. I made him Nicole. It's Nickel, Nickel Roby Coleman. 
he can't get away with the equivalent of football murder over there on Tommy Lee Lewis, okay? With the helmet to helmet and the pass interference that wasn't called. You got an official in the booth, takes one replay, you're like, whoa, this is a call, stop the game, change the call, make it right. So the Fugazi Rams who don't deserve to be in the Super Bowl aren't in the Super Bowl, and the team that deserved it more, the Saints, they actually are representing the NFC. Much better situation there. I think that it's a hybrid. I think it's two-pronged. I think what the Redskins are saying makes sense. Make everything reviewable. That's fine. But don't give coaches unlimited challenges. We want to find the middle ground between the game moving along faster than at a snail's crawl in an effort to get everything right and getting more things right. We want to find the middle ground, okay? So if you give coaches the same amount of challenges, if you gave them three challenges, okay, you're allowed to review anything. If you have limited challenges, you're going to have limited stoppages. And then if you take the extra precaution of having this sky judge, you have it in the CFL, if you have an extra official in the replay booth and they're able to fix egregious mistakes, now you're good to go. Now you've found the middle ground between not fixing every little thing that goes wrong. Like, you don't want coaches with unlimited challenges being like, you know, I think the left guard was holding there. I want that reviewed. That would that would just suck the life out of the game. You don't want that. So you want limited challenges? Go ahead, review anything. Everything's on the table. Totally fine with me. And then you get the extra asset the added bonus of a sky judge fixing the egregiously missed things. We're good to go. This isn't rocket science over here. And some of the people on the competition committee, some of the owners, they're making it sound like this is radical. Whoa, we're going to have eight-hour games. No, we're not. Limited challenges, dude in the booth for egregious calls that are missed. If you think that there are, what, 20 calls that are egregiously missed, that rise to the level of the Nikel Roby Coleman pass interference no call, that just isn't the reality. You're getting a couple here or there. Maybe. <laughs> so let's not blow this out of proportion like games are going to take nine hours. They start on Sunday afternoon. They finish on Tuesday. That's not going to be the reality here. So we'll see the owners' meetings March 24th through 20, the 27th if they start to take strides toward more replay or toward having a sky judge. I like that name as well. It's catchy. All right, plenty to get to. I will uh, give you an update on the C's. Celtics looking stop good. It. Up 11. You stop telling me to stop it, Papa Bear. I love calling them the C's as long as they're not costing me cash. <laughs> but... They're looking good right now. Looking good. Got them tied to some parlays here in Vegas. We got to get them the outright win. The Lakers aren't going to win this game, right? Can't happen. No Kuzma. No Ingram. No Lonzo. LeBron, limited minutes. I just, it's got to be the C's. You'd agree with that, right, Papa Bear? C's? Yeah, he Oh, the Celtics? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Coming up next from the Geico Studios. It was stupid to say another comment was stupid, I'll explain that. I want to remind you, though, Discover alerts you if they find your social security on one of thousands of risky websites. They alert you. It's free for card members. 
Just sign up online at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Keep it locked right here. I tell you about a uh, stupid comment from one person that I am absolutely fond of around the corner. I'm Brian No with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast more than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts of Vito, the temper of sunny the warmth of fredo and the coldness of michael to the og spy kid alexa penavega you had carlo gugino who's the coolest mom ever you had antonio who's handsome amazing charismatic and then carvin and juni i felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me to the legend behind la bamba lou diamond phillips when i walked in i didn't think i had a shot at richie because john stamos's picture was already up on the wall Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. It's Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday. Uh, Saturday, goodness, I got my days mixed up. I'm over here in Vegas, you know, with the lovely Christina, so my days are running together. We're low on sleep, but uh, I'm very, very fired up to be here with you tonight. 
So uh, I'm going to carve out a little bit of time. I'm in a good mood because the Celtics, who I have bet on while I'm in Vegas, they're looking great against the uh, the sad Lakers. <laughs> the Celtics are up by 18 points. They're just cruising right now against the Lakers. So I'm in a good mood. So because I'm in a good mood, I want to carve out a little bit of time before the show ends to let Lee Robert Delap the fourth, our trusted producer, to be able to pay his proper respects to the career of one John Kuhn. Now, you might think, who? He is a former fullback in the NFL whose best years were with the Green Bay Packers, who Lee loves. So we're going to carve out a good, you know, let's not go crazy. I'll say, you know, 10 to 30 seconds. <laughs> That's coming up. I know you're on the edge of your seat, but we'll have some fun with that with Lee. I wanted to get to this. Charles Barkley. I love Chuck. I think he does an amazing job on TNT. He says a lot of things, has a strong stance, and he causes people to react. He's great at what he does. Now, one of the things that he recently said, I could not disagree with more. This is on the heels last week of NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. He was at a a conference and was talking about the NBA, and he said it really stood out to him how unhappy a lot of the people, a lot of the players are. There are a lot of unhappy players in today's NBA. And Adam Silver, he he laid out a theory where he said he thought that social media contributes with as much negativity as there is out there. Thought that a lot of players are isolated. They're they're they have their headphones on and they're just in their own world. They keep to themselves think there's some anxiety. So he was naming all of those things as possible influences, possible reasons why he views a lot of the players in the NBA when he talks to them as being really unhappy. Here's what Charles Barkley had to say on ESPN's Get Up based on that subject. I think that's probably the stupidest thing I've ever heard Adam say. And listen, he's a great guy, but that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of any commissioner say. These guys are making $20, $30, $40 million a year. They work six, seven months a year. We stay at the best hotels in the world. They ain't got no problems. That's total bogus. I, I just, this idea that $30 million can fix any problem in the world is just a bad thought. It's just brutal thought, man. Like 30 million bucks, like let's just say any problems that you might have in your life, a loved one passes away. If my mom passed away, $30 million wouldn't make me feel good at all. I'd still be incredibly upset. Same thing with my dad. Same thing with my sister. Same thing with the lovely Christina. Same thing with my nephews. On and on and on and on. That's just a a family-related issue in one specific area that has to do with death. There are any number of problems that you just can't throw money at and expect to be in a great place. I want to get too grim, but think about some of the famous suicides that we've heard of in recent years. Kate Spade. Think how much money Kate Spade had. Think about Chris Cornell, the singer with Soundgarden, with Audio Slave, famous guy, great musician, lots of money. Was not happy. Um, Also, Robin Williams, great comedian, hilarious, committed suicide as well. So this thought of, you ain't got no problems, $30 million, what do you have to complain about? That's just not the reality. 
That's just not how it works. If you have something, some sort of mental health issue, and it doesn't matter how much, you could have all the money in the world, literally, and it still wouldn't help out. So that thought is just not smart. I thought it was a stupid comment by Charles to say Adam Silver's original comment was stupid about his theories as to why some of these NBA players are unhappy. It just wasn't a smart comment. But Chuck is great at what he does, and he gets people to react to what he says, and that's the name of the game. I just, I could not disagree more with that thought that he expressed. Now, on a much lighter note, here's Charles on uh, Inside the NBA over there on TNT. Awesome show. Best in the business. This is also crazy, but it's much lighter. What he had to say about the Portland Trailblazers. Check it out. Put it on the board. The Portland Trailblazers are going to the finals. The finals. Uh, wow. The NBA finals. <laughs> Um, with respect to my current city of Portland that's where I reside that's where I do a local Monday through Friday radio show so I cover the Blazers extensively watch every single game and they've got some talent there's no doubt but NBA Finals no (laughs) dead no (laughs) it's not happening not happening at all Hopefully they get out of the first round. I think this race down the stretch between the Rockets, Thunder, and Blazers is really interesting. Who's going to be the three, the four seed? Who's going to have home court? It's a three-way tie. It was as early as yesterday, right? Um, So uh, that bears watching. Actually, Thursday before the the Blazers and Thunder played. Um, But no. No, no, Blazers are not winning a championship. I don't know if he got into the uh, David Irving stash over there. Smoking the the weed, you know, David Irving, the uh, I guess the former Dallas Cowboys player who <laughs> retired from the NFL while smoking a dube on an Instagram live video. Uh, a little bit different. I, I don't know if Charles Barkley has gotten into the stash over there with some of these things that he's recently said about the Blazers being in the finals about the thing I laid out responding to Adam Silver's theory about players being unhappy. I, I don't know what's going on there with Chuck. Um, while I mentioned David Irving, let me say this real quickly as well. Um, you know what? Actually, after we get in Steve DeSager, I'll get to this because I, I want to stay on time here. I've been accused of having Andy Reid type clock management, and I, I just have to change that uh, reputation here. You know, So let me stay on point. I'll get to this after we hear from Steve about the NFL stance on marijuana. You know, you're not wrong on the Andy Reid reference, but when your name becomes an adjective like that and it's not a good one, boy, that's that's not good. That's not good at all. Yeah, like uh, I would much rather be associated with good things. I think that's the nature of guys, though, in this business, Steve DeSager. You know, we got Papa Bear over there telling me that I'm a borderline gambling addict, you know? That's how guys well, are. We kid around. We bust on each yes, other. clearly. Uh, it is a topic that does come up once or twice on the show week to week. Don't you agree? No, I disagree. Really? I, I completely disagree. Gambling Steve does not come up on this show. 
It hasn't come up for a, a number of months because I haven't been gambling, but I'm wow. here in Vegas. Wow. I'm in I Vegas, find that, man. I, I would say check the tape, but I'm not sure anybody's <laughs> going to go to that trouble. But let's go to the, not that there's any Scooby Snacks on it, but let's go to the scoreboard in the NBA with the Celtics playing at the Lakers. Boston is up 101-89 with under seven and a half minutes to go. Kyrie Irving with 22 points. LeBron James, by the way, on a team that, well, whatever's left of the Lakers is who he's playing for. LeBron has 25 points in 25 minutes of work. The problem with the Lakers is the serious note today about Brandon Ingram of L.A. He's out for the year due to a blood clot in his arm. Kyle Kuzma out for the game tonight due to an ankle injury. Lonzo Ball has been shut down for the year due to his ankle injury. Brooklyn and Sacramento each won earlier. As far as other games in progress, they're in overtime at Minnesota. Timberwolves lead 123-122 over the Wizards. Carl Anthony Towns 40 points. Mid-third quarter. Hornets still leading at Milwaukee 73-71 and also there's a late game. Portland hosting Phoenix and that is underway. 20 all late first quarter. The Phoenix Suns record is 15-51. and 51. Whew. 12 NHL games including San Jose's overtime win against St. Louis. Columbus defeated Pittsburgh 4-1. We'll get to the college hoops in a moment. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. The Kansas City Chiefs signed running back Carlos Hyde. Rory McIlroy is one stroke back at the Arnold Palmer. Kyle Busch won NASCAR's Xfinity race at Phoenix. Now to college hoops. The ACC tournament top seed will be the number two ranked team in the country, Virginia. It edged Louisville today, 73-68. Then tonight, North Carolina beat rival Duke 79-70. And we find out afterwards that Duke star Zion Williamson, who was out again tonight with his sprained knee, he will be back on Thursday. Auburn beat number five ranked Tennessee. Kentucky got a win, but LSU ranked 10th did win tonight. LSU is top seed for the SEC tournament. Tennessee now, after this loss, may not be a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Top seed in the Big Ten, the ninth ranked Michigan State Spartans. They have beaten rival Michigan 75-63. The top seed for the tournament in the Big 12. Obviously, some sort of snacks on that. Top uh, seed yeah, in the Big sparty. 12. Tight Sparty <laughs> to a couple of parlays, Steve. Sorry. Uh, Texas Tech got a win, but Kansas State did as well. K-State gets top seed for the conference tournament on a tiebreaker. Seton Hall beat number 23 Villanova 79-75, but Marquette lost its fourth straight game, so Villanova will be top seed in the Big East. And we had our first conference final tonight. John Morant of Murray State scores 36 points, and the Racers are into the NCAAs. They beat Belmont 77-65 in the final of the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament. Each team was 16-2 in conference play. Coming up Sunday, the finals in the Big South, the Atlanta Sun, Missouri Valley final on Sunday. We are on to March Madness. Back to the show and Brian in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Celtics up 16 in L.A. Mid-fourth quarter. Back to Brian. You know, real quickly, Steve, they just showed uh, Marcus Morris's brother. Marcus Morris plays for the Boston Celtics. Identical twins. Yeah. His brother, Markeith Morris, is in the front row. And he was, I was eating popcorn or something like that. So at first he's eating something. It looked like Drake. He looked dead up like Drake. <laughs> it's Markeith Morris. I never, I never noticed that. Now Markeith has more of a Papa Bear esque beard. You know, it's a little longer of a beard. If they were standing, you would not be confusing the two. 
Well, no, absolutely not. No doubt about that. But uh, he bared a resemblance. He's wearing shades, you know, and was covering up most of his beard. So I thought it was Drake at first, but no, it's just Markeith Morris. But I got to throw this theory out at you, Steve. I mentioned this earlier in the show, and I'm curious what you think about it. I said that LeBron, he's a lot like the Kansas Jayhawks, where him not making the playoffs looks way worse because of the backdrop. The Lakers... They haven't made the playoffs in the last four years, but LeBron himself, yeah, he's made the finals the last eight seasons. So for LeBron to miss the playoffs, it's like, whoa, what a catastrophe. This is way worse than we ever imagined. It seems way worse than the reality actually is. And I compared it to Kansas because they've won the last 14 Big 12 championships and they're going to miss it this year. They're not going to win it. It's the 13th ranked team in the country. They just went undefeated this season at Allen Fieldhouse. For That's the, the 20th seventh, time. Seventh time with Bill Self, they've done that undefeated at home. It's cr- Yeah, it's they've done it 20 times collectively. And they were just looking at their season like, eh, Kansas sucks this year, right? It's just because they haven't done as much as they previously had. Yeah. And the reaction is blown out of proportion. You buy that? Yeah, and LeBron James, he, write, write this down in pen. He's at 27 points a game and yeah. eight and a half rebounds and eight assists per game. And right. he has another triple-double in this game tonight. He has 27 points in 26 minutes. If the Lakers had been, that's a huge if, if the Lakers had been healthy this year, they wouldn't be eliminated at this point. The Lakers are 30 and 36 after they lose this game tonight. Still got about five minutes to go, but I think you and I are calling this one already. Yeah, he's been great. The, what's been around him? I mean, it's been a disaster in the right. last couple of weeks, especially on the roster, but that's a fair question. What's been around him? I think what does not go in his favor is people in L.A. I can speak to, I don't know about the country, are not convinced for some reason that he's all in here. Even though it's a four-year contract, sure. yeah. they assume, and probably rightly so, that he picks the Lakers, maybe because of their history, sure, but because it's in Los Angeles. He's got deals going, and we continue to see his deals coming on TV or Netflix, movies, all the other things he's got his hands in. Well, I look at it like this, and I hear everything that you're saying, Steve. What I think is interesting about LeBron, okay, There have been videos where Kyle Kuzma is pushing LeBron out to guard his man, right? The defense hasn't been up to the standards that we've seen LeBron play defense at. And that happens with old stars in general. True. But I think this, the the Lakers were a borderline playoff team this year. Okay. Like, so that matters. That goes into it where think of, um, if you are, let's say you're dating and you know, deep down that this relationship isn't going to be a long-term relationship. It's not going to result in marriage. There is just too much that's going to go wrong. There's too much jacked up with it. Do you give an honest 100% effort knowing full well it's not going to work out? No. So to think that LeBron is only going to give this effort, let's imagine them getting Anthony Davis, or they make some sort of splash in free agency over the offseason. The LeBron that you've seen this year, to think that's the only LeBron you're going to get simply because he's in L.A. and he's not all in is ridiculous to me. It's the type of season specifically the Lakers have had this year that directly impacts the amount of 
effort that LeBron has given at times this year. And the word effort, I, I repeat, LeBron's numbers have been sensational yeah. this year, except oh, yeah. for free throwing. But guess what? The whole Laker team stinks in free throwing. They, they're, I believe, the, still the worst in the Western Conference at free throws. But the last playoff spot in the West has been there for the taking. San Antonio's down, and they still might get that because really nobody's challenging them. I mean, Sacramento might be the only team this final month of the season that's challenging the Spurs for the last playoff spot. But the Lakers are going to go to 30 and 36 and with Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram now out for this last month of the season. That record is going to tank. It's not just the team. That's right. That's right, Steve. Hey, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Okay, so as far as David Irving goes, David Irving, formerly with the Dallas Cowboys, formerly as of now with the NFL, he had an Instagram live video where he said he was retiring from the league because he was popped again, violating the league's substance abuse policy. He's very fond of marijuana, wants to smoke marijuana, doesn't see why it's an issue to smoke marijuana. So he had this Instagram live video where he was smoking while saying he was retiring from the NFL. Here's a portion of that. Check it out. Everyone questions my, my commitment to football. And let's get it straight. Here and now. I love football. Football is, I mean, it shaped me, you know. I wouldn't be here without it. Don't get me wrong. I love football. Okay, just doesn't love the NFL stance against marijuana. The first part of this is, look, man, uh, David Irving Continual, uh, continuing to smoke weed and take money out of his own pocket is just, it's not a wise approach. I think he's going to regret it years down the road. All the millions and millions of dollars that he cost himself. I think here and now, he might feel a certain way years down the road. It's probably going to be a different point of view when you're removed from your NFL career and you're trying to make money on the outside. It's it's not easy to make millions of dollars. I I've, haven't sniffed millions of dollars, you know, in my lifetime. It's not easy. So it's a different point of view right here, right now with David Irving maybe being done with football compared to David Irving 10, 20, 25 years removed from the NFL. The other part of this is he's partially right. Like, the NFL is so behind the times when it comes to their stance against marijuana. It's being legalized more readily on a state-to-state basis. It's not nearly as taboo as it once was, especially as it relates to the NFL and the pain management. What David Irving is saying in terms of the other substances that are out there, like popping pills and trying to manage pain this way, some of that stuff is highly addictive. Some of the side effects hurt your body way more than weed does. And so I think the NFL is just behind the times when it comes to this stuff. They should be progressive with it and not be as, like, iron-fisted against it. I think Papa Bear made a great point off the air. And you'll notice, as I'm giving him props, he will not play the Oscars music. (laughs) But he said, off the air, he was like, when it comes to a CBA negotiation... The NFL is always going to look at, well, hey, okay, if we relax our standards against marijuana, well, then what are you going to give us in return? He's totally right about that. They shouldn't be thinking of it that way. 
what they should be thinking of is, hey, we win as well. Not only are some of the players, in terms of pain management, they're not popping pills and doing things that are actually worse for their bodies. Plus, we're not creating these bad storylines for this player, he's suspended for four games. That player, he's suspended for this amount of time. Then there's a comparison. Oh, well, you can commit domestic violence and get X amount of games, but if you're smoking weed, you get this amount of time. You just eliminate almost all of those conversations. You see players that people want to see compete on the field playing football and not serving these long suspensions for smoking weed when it's being legalized all over the country. So I think that the NFL, they need to be more progressive and they need to be more more open-minded about relaxing the standards. With all that being said, this is the policy right here, right now, and you have to adhere to it if you're David Irving or any of these other players who wants to smoke weed. If you do and you get busted, there are going to be ramifications. You're going to be out a boatload of cash. It's just not wise to do that. So there's a difference between how you think it should be and how it currently is. Fight for how you think it should be. Just don't lose sight of how it currently is and what the policy currently is. And David Irving certainly lost sight of that, and one day he's going to regret it. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, a very bullish NFL prediction that would have a major ripple effect. First, though, Discover alerts you if you find if they find your social security on any one of thousands of risky websites. Think about that. Your social security number is out there. They will alert you and be like, yo, not good. You take steps to guard yourself. It's free for card members. Just sign up online at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Keep it locked right here. Brian No with you on Fox Sports Radio. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Brian No with you here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. The big man Ephraim Salam out. Had the flu. Hopefully he'll uh, drink some electrolytes, you know. Fuel up. Be back with us next week. So Aaron, uh, Arnie Spanier, I call him Chef Boy Arnie. My guy loves to stir the pot. Love Arnie Spanier. He's coming up next with Aaron Torres. Aaron does a great job. You know, I wish I could stay as composed, and I mean this as a compliment, as Aaron Torres does. You know, Chef Boy Arnie, he stirs the pot and he tries to goat Aaron Torres. Aaron never falls for it. The tweets, Arnie will read some of the tweets. People are coming after Aaron Torres. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. I wish I could be like that. I get revved up. I'm like, what? No way. (laughs) I'm up and running, man. I'm not cool like that. By the way, shout out to the Boston Celtics taking care of business, taking down the undermanned, the sad, the pathetic Lakers this season. And I am cashing bets. I'm cashing tickets after I finish this show. So props to them. The C's, as I call him. Call them. Um... So there's a, I read this right before the show, Jason Lockenfora from CBS. He wrote something that I wanted to share with you guys. I'm going to read it quote for uh, word for word here. Just a couple of sentences. It's what Jason writes, quote, whereas a week ago, I would have told you Kyler Murray is definitely going top five. 
And whereas three days ago, I would have told you Murray is going first overall, but perhaps not to Arizona if someone blew them away with a trade offer, I am now thoroughly convinced that this is the surest first overall quarterback lock in March since Andrew Luck. End quote. And he is talking about Kyler Murray specifically going number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals. And then where Josh Rosen ends up, who knows? Be a few teams out there vying for his services. The Redskins, the Dolphins, list goes on longer than that. But Kyler Murray going number one overall, he is as bullish as to say this is as surefire of a lock as it was with Andrew Luck going number one overall to the Colts. We'll see how it unfolds. Some people might say, yeah, you know, locking four misses on occasion. <laughs> but he is absolutely calling his shot on this one. And if that is the case, man, I think that Josh Rosen, you notice some of the lineman moves that the Cardinals have made? They picked up um, a couple of starting offensive linemen, made a trade for Kevin Zeitler. Right? You get him. You got a Pittsburgh Steelers starting offensive lineman as well. It just lets you know, man, their offensive line sucked last year. They had seven starters go down. They finished on uh, injured reserve. That's bad. By the way, I said I'd carve out 10 to 30 seconds for our producer, Lee Robert DeLapp IV, huge Packers fan, to pay his respects to the career of John Kuhn, who made his his name known with the Packers faithful. The floor is yours, Lee. What oh, you too, too little time. I love John Kuhn. Uh, fullback position, one of my greatest, uh, the, one of the most underrated positions in all of sports. John Kuhn, as you know, I'm a huge Packers fan. I have four Brett Favre jerseys for every team he's on. The other jerseys I have are William Henderson, John Kuhn, and Aaron Ripkowski. John Kuhn deservedly <laughs> becomes the sixth Packer to uh, sign a one-day contract and retire as a Packer. And, uh, you know, every, his name being the battle cry, Kuhn, maybe one day we'll yeah. hear that when he uh, gets inducted into the ring. I don't think that will happen, but Could man, would ring. that be a sight? Yeah, could be the ring. I love, you mentioned it, though. Coon. What a great, great chant. By the way, real quickly, listen to the background music. This is the walk-up music for Bryce Harper in spring training. Check it out. Batting third, the designated hitter, in number three, Bryce Harper. I love that it's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's awesome. I could still recite that word by word, you know? Great song. Enjoy your evening. Vegas! I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 
Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.